0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hunter Green showed just how important that slider is on Monday night as he dominated the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is part of why the Reds are even just a little bit fun to watch in 2022 and another part of why they're fun is on their mound tonight we'll talk about that as well as let's just allow ourselves to imagine for a minute what this pitching staff would be like for the reds if they don't do two things i'll tell you what those are on today's locked on reds You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. will actually be out today. We'll have him back on the pod tomorrow as we discuss the core of this team in the future. But you've got me today. I've been addicted to the Cincinnati Reds pretty much my entire life, and I've been podcasting into now my fourth season about this team. Turn that addiction into information for you on the Locked On Reds podcast that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, we got to talk about Hunter Green because holy cow, he was phenomenal last night just before the monsoons came. Graham Ashcraft's on the mound tonight tonight. You know, weather permitting, I guess. And we'll see what we can glean from his last start and why he is so important to the future of the Reds' rotation, as well as what the rotation and what the pitching staff as a whole could look like if the Reds abstain from two key things, but we've got to start off first. Also, by the way, shout out to our title sponsor, rock auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at RockAuto.com, and make sure you tell them that locked on sent you. All right, let's start off because Hunter green showed you what he can do last night. And it all started with his slider. His slider, he located for strikes. He actually got a pretty decent number of called strikes with it today. A lot of the times he's been using it as just kind of the butter to the bread of the fastball and getting guys to chase it. But last night, he was able to actually drop it in for strikes, and that just completely set the tone for him and really set the Arizona Diamondbacks hitters back. Aside from a bunt single by Dalton Varsho in the top of the first inning, there were no other base runners. That's right. And really, too, if you look at the replay and stuff like that, you can kind of argue the fact that maybe Varsho was out of the batter's box. So he could have been talking about a perfect seven innings for Hunter Green, which I wonder if they would have considered that. I don't think they would have considered it a fully perfect game since it was stopped by the rain. Maybe, I don't don't know. Somebody who's a stat uh, genius drop down in the comments section here on YouTube and let me know. But just a beautiful night for Hunter Green. Also, that fastball was moving. I know that there's been some folks in the comments saying, no, it's flat, Jeff, trust your eyes. But it's like a wise old man named Ben once told me, your eyes can deceive you. Don't. Trust them. StatCast is telling me it's breaking. And in fact, last night, StatCast said that the vertical break as well as the horizontal break was better than his average throughout the season coming into last night's game. So that was good to see. And it was very evident because all of this kind of came together in one beautiful package that he limited hard contact. And by limiting, I mean he eliminated it. There was none. In fact, this is the seventh time, and this was according to the Elias Sports Bureau, the seventh time in the StatCast era, so since 2015, that a starting pitcher had gone seven or more innings and allowed zero hard contact. Hunter Green is one of seven when it comes to that statistic. That was an amazing game, and you could watch it really Every single inning, he had the intensity ratcheted up. That was something that he talked about in his last start, that he got too comfortable. He felt good after three innings and maybe let off the gas a little bit. At Fenway, didn't do that last night, and he absolutely reaped the benefits Arizona had no shot against. Hunter green last night, eight strikeouts in seven innings. I firmly believe he would have given some pizza. I think that he could have gone for the complete game. The seventh inning was very quick for him. He did a good job of getting out of the seventh inning very quickly, getting some very weak contacts, getting a couple of pop flies to get himself out of the inning without throwing that many pitches. If he continues to do that in the eighth inning, maybe he does come back out for the ninth. Now, You know, you you can debate whether or not he'd have gotten free pizza on his own if that were the case and he was just being efficient with his pitches. But it's very good to see because we'll talk about the difference between him and Graham Ashcraft here in a minute, and that has been that Hunter Green is really focused on just getting the strikeouts, or at least that's what the stats have looked like, and he's really given up a lot of hard contact. He added in the ability to completely miss the barrel of a guy's bat if that guy hit it at all last night. The Diamondbacks had no shot. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, and by the way, he threw his changeup seven times last night. Which I know, you're probably saying, Jeff, really? Seven times? Yeah, that's the second most total for his uh, changeup in a game this year. He threw it 13 times in his very first start, and he's only thrown it, seven is the second most since then. So yeah, I'd love to see him throw it more and continue to develop it. But an amazing night. Hunter green is the next big thing. I don't even mean for the Cincinnati reds. I mean, for baseball, he's the next big thing and he's appointment viewing now in 2022. And if you know, the reds have anything like appointment viewing this season, look, Hunter green is just part of the fun that the reds can offer you this season. Another fun part is on the mountain night. If you need a fun part for your car, go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is just an amazing resource because with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts for your car. And I mean, why would you even want to go in there and just be like, hey, I'm looking for this part and wait for the dude to type up a part on his computer and see what they happen to have. Rock Auto has all of the parts that your car or truck will ever need and all your favorite brands. If you know what brand you're looking for, Rock Auto can deliver that to you. Plus, we're talking about all the parts. I mean, brake pads, brake lights, talking about carpet. You can reupholster your seats. You can get a steering wheel cover. You can get a radio, all of that stuff is at rockauto.com and always reliably low prices. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store, by the way? And we're talking about cars here. I mean, gas prices are through the roof. So, Pay more for parts. Yeah, that's a great idea. No, don't do it. Go to rockauto.com because their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on, on their how did you hear about us box so they know that your pal Jeff and Steve from the Lockdown Reds podcast sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts that your car will ever need. Are at rockauto.com. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you, though. We've put together a survey, so we can learn more about listeners and viewers like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to Locked podcasts. Podcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Concerts are back, so get yourself one of these gift cards today. Go to LockedOn.com slash survey. We appreciate your help. Also, make sure you're following Locked On Reds on all your favorite platforms, including YouTube. If this is your first time watching, thank you. Make sure that you're subscribed and you have the notifications turned on whenever we have a new video coming for you. Coming up tomorrow, something that we said we were going to talk about today, but Steve's out today. So we'll talk about it tomorrow. What is the core of the Reds going to look like In 2024, that's a big topic going on right now, especially when you look at a couple of teams around baseball. The Reds are firmly within this conversation. The Reds are at the bottom of the National League. It's not going to change. They're going to maybe climb up to the top of the bottom, but they're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs. They're looking for the future. When you look at teams like Pittsburgh, who's got a ton of young guys right now, I'm a little bit jealous. Watching the Pirates and seeing all these young players that they're getting to see grow. I'd love to see more of that from the reds. So what's that core going to look like in 2024? We'll talk about it tomorrow. Part of that core we saw yesterday and another part we'll see tonight as Graham Ashcraft adds to the one, two punch of the young and exciting pitchers who are currently healthy in this reds rotation. Graham. I mean, he was phenomenal in his last start and yes, we can talk till we're blue in the face is something that I mentioned in the last podcast as well. He needs to strike out more guys. But everything else looks good. In fact, let's call it like it is. Based on how he pitched last year, or based on how this guy pitched last year, Wade Miley, and how Hunter Green is pitching this year, and how Graham Ashcraft is pitching this year, Graham Ashcraft's a little bit more Wade Miley than Hunter Green. In fact, in 17 and two-thirds innings, yes, small sample size needs a lot more of, of a run to really know that much about him. But in this tiny sample size, he's in the top 3% of pitchers in average exit velocity allowed good stuff. He's also in the top 2% of barrels allowed. What do we just talk about with Hunter green? He did a really good job of missing bats. And then whenever he didn't miss bats, he missed barrels. Graham Ashcraft's not really missing bats, but he certainly isn't hitting barrels either. He does a great job of combining velocity and movement with all of his pitches. He's got a sinking fastball, a cutter, a slider, and a change. He throws all of them, and he does a good job of just missing enough of the bat. What is something that we've always talked about? We, we've talked about probably in the last five, six, seven years. Guys who come up through the Reds' system, pitchers who come up through the Reds' farm system, almost seem like they're wholly focused on strikeouts. Like, that's all they care about. And if they don't get a strikeout, then they don't want an out. They get a lot of walks, they give up a lot of hits, but they'll get some strikeouts. Graham Ashcraft's not that way. And I love his mentality on the mound, the bulldog mentality. He's just coming right at you. You're not going to get a good hit off this pitch. I love seeing that. Yes. Do we want to see that strikeout percentage come up? Of course. But the walk rate is better than league average. League average is 8%. He's at 7%. And I broke down his pitch arsenal on Friday, but he's able to command all of this velocity and movement together and put it all into a package that hitters just cannot figure out. And I'm looking forward to see because it's going to be a different look than what Hunter green gave them, but it's still going to be a lot of velocity coming from the right side. And then of course you've got that delivery that is simply just him pitching from the stretch. So that's a whole different way of understanding how the ball is coming out of his hands as opposed to how Hunter green pitches. So I think that we're still going to see another good pitching performance out of Graham Ashcraft tonight. The way that the Diamondbacks hitters responded to Hunter Green really give me confidence that Graham Ashcraft is going to pitch well. He's part of the reason that the Reds are fun to watch. There's there's not a ton of reasons. I will admit that. We've told you this before on the podcast. The Reds are going to be a struggle to watch all year because a lot of their roster is patchwork. A lot of their roster is just guys who are going to get you to the next young dude who's coming up. So, until those young dudes come up, this roster is kind of confusing. But three things that aren't confusing I've talked about Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, and also don't forget about Nick Nicoladolo Nick is the third biggest thing. When you're kind of like ranking the best things about this Reds team to watch, it's Hunter Green, Nicoladolo, and Graham Ashcraft. Nicoladolo. He just needs to get healthy. But remember when he did pitch, he was a Jack of all stat cast trades. We're talking about, he limited hard contact. He didn't give up barrels. He didn't walk guys and he struck guys out. Now he didn't do it at elite rates on any of them, but he did them at very good rates on all of them. So I'm looking forward to seeing him come back that he had a bullpen session. Hopefully we'll see him go out on a rehab assignment and things like that. Apparently back is good is good. We want to see him pitch as much as possible. But overall, this Reds team is going to be as interesting as these three guys, because these three guys are the future. These three guys are how the pitching staff is going to be built around for the foreseeable future. But when you add it all up, Ashcraft, Lodolo, and Green, They make up the three Musketeers at the top of the list of what the reasons why the Reds are fun to watch this year. Just need to get Lodolo back healthy. Imagine for a minute, though, that the Reds don't trade Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo and they add those five guys together for next year. How good would that pitching staff look? We'll take a look at that next. Don't you love a chewy chocolate brownie? What about a caramel brownie? with caramel swirled on top. So good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck. Because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. They're not going to last very long. Forget about dessert. These bars are better than dessert. Built has done it again. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. But trust me, it's going to satisfy your sweet tooth. I'd replace all regular brownies with Bilt's Caramel Brownies in a heartbeat. The best part? Caramel Brownie Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Seriously. With Bilt, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. And all of Bilt's bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So, I mean, mean, there's a million reasons that you need to try Bilt Bars today. Uh, On top of the fact that Caramel Brown, there's so many amazing flavors, and you got to jump into a puff bar. I love some puffs. So, get healthy. Get yourself some good snacks. Go to Bilt.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your next order. That's built.com and the promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds and there's no F's in that. All right, we've, we've talked about three dudes, Hunter Green, Nicoladolo, Graham Ashcraft, who are just absolutely exciting. They have the future written all over them. I mean, they are the future of the Cincinnati Reds pitching staff. But imagine for a moment, because we keep talking about the magical year of 2024, imagine for a moment that all of these rumored trades about Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo don't come to fruition and the Reds keep these guys. Can you imagine how good this pitching staff would look in 2023? Because add in the fact that you're getting back a healthy TJ Antone, then the bullpen starts to look pretty good. Hopefully L- Lucas Sims would be healthy then too. We're imagining that's how this is going to look. So, okay, you're starting rotation is La Piedra, Luis Castillo. Doesn't get traded, stays in a Reds uniform. Amen to that. Tyler Malley, he's around as well. So you've still got your top two dudes in the top of the rotation. Then you've got Hunter Green, who maybe over the offseason really develops confidence in that changeup, and he's got three amazing pitches. You're talking about Hunter Green as your number three. Then you've got Nick Lodolo at number four and Graham Ashcraft at number five. That is one heck of a baseline to start with as you're starting rotation when they're healthy in 2023. Then you look at the bullpen. you got TJ Antone. You've got Lucas Sims. You got Alexis Diaz. You got Tony Santion. Four dudes who you trust. Four dudes who, okay, implicitly might not be the right word, but especially a healthy TJ Antone on top of those guys. That's awesome. Heck, we could even throw Jeff Hoffman in there, you know, just for Steve's sake. I'll throw Jeff Hoffman in there. You've got five solid bullpen arms on top of five really good starting pitchers. You only need three more because they're going to carry 13 pitchers, but you only need three more pitchers really there. So the Reds don't trade Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley. And something else that they are going to do that is probably even less likely than them not trading those two guys is just invest a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not asking for much. I'm not saying like give me fifty million dollars. Just invest a little bit of money in the bullpen, in those three those three slots that are open, and the lineup. Think about the lineup too, because you still have Joy Votto under guaranteed contract. You still have Tyler Stevenson. You still have Jonathan India. Hopefully you'll have a Jose Barrero that's really got his legs underneath of him. You'll also have a lot of great other young guys that are coming up and ready to go. We probably are talking about a Michael Ciani in 2023 and seeing what he's got in the major leagues. Maybe we're looking at, I don't know that Reese is going to be ready for them, but you're going to have Matt McLean knocking on the door. He might be up here by then there's going to be a lot of good dudes up here that are ready to hit. So you don't have to go out and get a Nick Castellanos. You don't have to go out. You might not even have to go out and get a Tommy Pham. You can just get some solid hitters that maybe do some platooning or things like that so that you're not relying on Nick Senzel to figure things out or Aristides Aquino to figure things out or Alejo Lopez to figure out how to hit a ball. Although he did get a nice double. Last night, that was cool to see, but I'm just seeing a little bit of investment. This doesn't have to be that much because we keep talking about, yes, 2024 is really how it all seems to be settling in. The Reds are going to have a lot of guys come off of the guaranteed books. The Reds are going to have a lot of young guys up in the major leagues at major league minimum who are pretty good, or at least the hype is real. 2024 looks nice. Could you move it up to 2023? You certainly could, and you don't need that much of an investment. And and we could stop talking about this, how bad are they going to be? Because I saw the jokes. I saw everybody being like, well, just go for it then. Be as terrible as you can be and at least be memorable. I don't want that. I really don't. And I know mediocrity just doesn't sound enticing, but we're talking about a team that hasn't gone anywhere in the playoffs in 27 years. The last thing I want to do is to have a memorable season for all the wrong reasons. But I think we've got a shot here. Why wait until 2024? Don't trade Luis Castillo. Don't trade Tyler Malley and invest a little bit in the bullpen in the lineup. And let's go for it in 2023. What say you? I don't know. Hopefully you're listening in the Reds front office. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Th- thank you so much for watching, and thank you for listening. If this is your first time, make sure that you're subscribed. But thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Now, make your second listen Locked On MLB. Sully's got you covered on all things Major League Baseball, past and present, with his unique perspective. That's Locked On MLB, just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms. <sighs> We saw a very nice start from Hunter Green last night, and hopefully we'll see a good start from Graham Ashcraft tonight. And with all of these young guys that hopefully we'll get to see over the course of this year, because we do have Jose Barrero out on a rehab assignment and Hey, Jonathan India, he's going to start a rehab assignment soon. And Donovan Solano as well, although he's not really one of the rookies that we're talking about here. But anyway, there's lots of excitement amidst all of this losing in 2022. And you can bet, that you're going to hear about it every single day right here because we are Locked On Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.